Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. See, senior. Dimly lit room where deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, it's Friday. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. The immigration deal. What? I forgot to come up with a general manager and that just popped into my head because I was just reading about it. You're going to make me hear about that on a Friday? I got a cocktail in my hand. I'm looking at the betting pages for the football games. Uh, it could be one of those cocktail party moments where everybody kind of gets wide-eyed and shuffles their feet and looks around and quietly drops the topic. <laughs> oh, somebody brought up politics at the football game. Inappropriate. Fantastic. Oh, Currently, the Chiefs are three-and-a-half-point underdogs to the Baltimore Ravens. The 49ers are seven-point favorites to whoever it is they play. The Lions. The Lions of Detroit. There you go. Bet accordingly. Funny, yesterday we saw a sign on the interstate. My son said, why do they call it gaming? I said, because gambling is well-known like sin or problem or disease or whatever. But gaming, what's wrong with gaming? Let's play Monopoly. Who doesn't like a game? You want to play (laughs) Foursquare? A lot of people have a gambling addiction, but gaming is fun. (laughs) Exactly. We had a little conversation about language and... Spin and all that sort of stuff, which of course I enjoyed because I'm into that topic. Yeah, that's some good parent gaming. Oh, who could be against gaming? Gaming's fun. I like games. Do you like games? <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's a story we talked about yesterday that I just heard an update on, so I'm into it. In its exuberance, 
to get electric cars going and driverless cars going, despite the fact that nobody wants electric cars and driverless cars aren't ready to go, San Francisco allowed driverless taxis. Mm-hmm. Even though it's that when they when they said that, I said, I've got a Tesla with the most advanced thing they got, and it ain't close to ready. I mean, not even close. But anyway, I thought, well, maybe these vehicles are different and better. Well, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, but uh, somebody got run over. So they had to shut things down, and uh, Cruise, one of the companies, was in court, and this just became um, uh, apparent yesterday. So they've been saying all along, we did not hit a pedestrian in the crosswalk. We did not. It turns out, no, they didn't. What happened was, some other car hit a pedestrian in the crosswalk, then the Cruise car ran over that pedestrian and drug them for 20 feet underneath their car. Mm, unfortunate. And the uh, lawyers and judges said, but so you ran over the, yeah, but you said we hit them in the crosswalk. We did not. So they just left out the whole, we ran over somebody laying there in the street and drug them part. Well, you didn't say we did that. Which is kind of funny. (laughs) So I didn't make my bed this morning either. Are you going to prosecute me for that? Man, figure out what you're mad at us for. <laughs> you know, I can so see San Francisco, which is famously in the midst of a doom spiral. Uh, these tech companies saying to the city fathers and mothers, hey, look, we want to try out our, our, our groovy uh, self-driving cars uh, in the city. You mess with us, you stand in our way, we'll just go. We'll go somewhere else. Then good luck with your doom spiral. Right. Um, uh, the town I live in who, uh, hates cars, I almost hate to bring this up because I don't want anything, I don't want any laws. I'm fine with the way it is, but because they hate cars so much in the town I'm living, I live in and they've taken away any double lane roads and, and widened the bike lanes just to drive, make traffic slower on purpose to force you to walk or ride, drive. Anyway, there's all, all manner of non-car vehicles driving around. It's like it's Mexico City or something like that. Like there's no laws. Everybody's on scooters or electric skateboards or they're basically motorcycles, but they're electric and you'd ride them in the bike lane and then up on the sidewalk and park them in front of the rest of you. And there's no tags and nobody wears a helmet and you don't have to have license or anything like that. And people ride them everywhere all the time. And I think it's awesome. I'm all for it. But I just think it's funny that I've always had to have a license plate, an up-to-date tag, and a helmet to ride my motorcycle around. But if it's electric, you can ride it wherever you want. Across the park, cut across the park, into the lane, over there, through the parking lot park. Everybody (laughs) does it all the time. And it's very handy. I love it. I don't want them to crack down, but I just think it's funny. And uh, somewhat annoying that I've always had to have a helmet on if I'm running to the grocery store. There's freaking 16-year-olds all over the place riding these electric vehicles with no no license, no nothing, no insurance. But because it's not a car, we're going to be okay with it. Wow. Wow. Just the wishful thinking of progressive schemes again. They don't think things through. And then when unintended consequences come their way, if it's inconvenient to their, you know, philosophy, they just pretend like it's not happening. The anti-gas-powered car thing. If it's anything else, feel, feel free. No license, no tags, no helmets. We don't care as long as it's not a gas-powered car. Well, you've got to get a bicycle, you know, like your electric-assisted bikes that are so popular these days, except instead of a battery, have like a, a lawnmower engine that well, just belches filth into you. 
Uh, not quite that, but that's what a lot of people are doing. They're putting uh, electric motors on on bicycles. It's a thing. So my son mm-hmm. really wants one. He keeps showing me them on on. They're a thing now. He keeps showing them to me on Facebook Marketplace. This one, this one goes this fast. It costs that much. Whatever. There's people that ride those around town. So they're they're gas powered engines, but they're not a car. So they must fly, and then people just ride them in the bike lanes and wherever the hell they want to. Again, with no license plates, no tags, no helmets, no nothing. Which, yeah. again, I'm fine with. I don't want them to crack down on it. I just think it's so funny that you're so, so, such hypocrites. Yes. Yeah, that is, that's great. And that's, again, that's very typical of your communist enclave. Uh, I'm reminded of the great moped craze of the 70s, mm. which was essentially the same thing, but generally gas-powered. Uh, it was like super underpowered scooters that you could also pedal, but nobody ever did. Right, um, right, right, right. That's what I see uh, with the electric bikes, mostly. I don't see many people pedaling them. They're just riding them around like little motorcycles, which is fine. Well, I'm just remembering with great amusement in my uh, Norman Rockwell-esque little Midwestern town uh, in Chicagoland how that caused great consternation and and stress among the... uh, the 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 city leaders and the police and everything. You had children riding about on these things and failing to stop at stop signs and we they, they, they cracked out and what are we going to do? Well, but at least they thought, okay, this is inconsistent with all of the traffic laws that we've agreed to uphold. We need to come up with a solution as opposed solution. to as opposed to your communist enclave. I don't that want says, a solution. I don't want to. Ma- I don't want to make it very clear. I'm not asking for a solution to this. I like it. I just well, think it's funny that you made me write a, wear a helmet on my motorcycle all these years. Well, you can believe whatever you want to believe. I believe it's hilariously inconsistent. And because they're saying, well, they're not cars, so I feel bad oh, saying anything so about great, them. Though. It's so handy. So I got this electric bike. It goes 40 miles an hour. I, am I going to go Jeez. to the grocery store? <laughs> it's way faster than going in my car because I just hop on it. I take bike lanes. I take bike paths. I cut through the park. I park right in front of the grocery store. I go in. I come out. It's so much handier. Than, wow. than driving the car. Faster, more wow. convenient, on nice days, obviously. But it's not a motorcycle. It's not a motorcycle. Though it is a cycle with a motor. It's so not different from a motorcycle that uh, you're cutting it pretty thin. <laughs> yeah, pretty funny. Um, those are very handy, though. I had never written one before. Our buddy Dave had one on his boat in San Diego, and I was riding around around. thought, man, this is the future mm. of urban getting around. It's just so damned handy. Or you could walk, uh, Chubby. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. Wearing one of my tighter shirts today. We should start the show officially. Yes. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Friday, January 26th, year 2024. Life will not be a bore in 24. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, enough of the preliminaries. The show begins officially now according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. According to a new ranking by the Wall Street Journal, Alaska Airlines was the second best domestic carrier of 2023. They really blew the doors off the competition. (laughs) (laughs) Guessing voting for that was a couple months ago. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. We're going to hit you with those rankings coming out. They uh, come out every year, and the criteria they use are kind of funny. Whoever's first also have the cities most infested with bed bugs. Hey. If you like a nice ranking, fantastic. We do need to get into this immigration thing. So it's uh, quite a deal that Trump actually truthed out the message yesterday. Don't do anything on the border. Wait for me. And that has really thrown a wrench into a whole bunch of the border stuff. And uh, well, we'll have to talk about that. Hmm. Excellent. Mailbag's terrific, before you even ask. Cool. And that is coming up next, and here's our text line, 415-295-KFTC. 
Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is Trump only guilty of saying the quiet part out loud? Did he just say out loud what always happens? With controversial issues. I think that's the only thing that happened. But we can get into that coming up. Wow. Listen, I'm I'm never going to listen again. You're too pro-Trump. Or was that You're anti-Trump? in the bag for Trump. Or anti. I don't know. I'm just mad. I'm angry. Oh, boy. Here's your freedom-loving clips of the week. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, as a head fake, broke him. our ankles. We're out of, we're out of <laughs> our shoes. crossover. Yeah, it's beautiful. Hey, we've got your freedom-loving quote of the day and mailbag coming up. But first, it's fun. Look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. You know, Nikki Haley. Oh, my God. Wide right. What a trip. This is Cow Clips of the Week. I am today suspending my campaign. Don't get out if I lose today. We need a president who will unite our country. You know, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley. The worst kept secret in politics is how badly the Democrats want to run against Donald Trump. I find in life you can't let people get away with bullshit. Mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. Part of the problem is you have to have a federal government that can enforce laws. I honestly don't understand why it's controversial to say we, we need a secure border. 
Israel reeling after losing 21 soldiers in that attack. It was the deadliest day for Israel since the war began. Are you filming it? Wait, I want you guys to get this. I want them to destroy every element of Hamas they can get their hands on. I don't care about the babies that are I being care. killed I think every it's day. I think it's yeah. terrible, and I think Hamas is 100% to blame. But now the people in New York knows what it means. Now the people in Chicago knows what it means. People across the country are having to experience what open borders mean. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. There are very powerful people who want to keep you out. Oh, no, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is. If you are not a Hagar, please turn the page. Miss I'm Payton. a Belcher. Say one thing more. Hi, my name is LK. I'm a hammer. Touchdown! No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Let me, let me, let me get what I want this time. Mm. What a week! What times we live in, fans, what's, folks. What, what's the people? point? Of, you, you, when you ask the candidate, are you going to get out? Are you thinking you're about to get a scoop? Well, it's funny you would ask. Yes, I am. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, a major policy announcement, but since you asked, I'll tell you. What? Yes, I'm losing, and there's no chance I'm winning. I'm humiliated. This is stupid, and we're wasting everyone's time and money. I'm so, not, yes, I will be getting out next Thursday. <laughs> and I'm not going to do it in a well-crafted announcement that sets me up for the future. I'm just going to tell you since you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. I like this. It was sent along by uh, Joe in Weymouth, Massachusetts. It's William F. Buckley Jr., and this is... Fabulous. Oh, first of all, Jackie says it was really great to learn a new uh, term this week, acedia. Yeah. And I agree we've lost it. Um, people will put up with this until they don't. More on that to come. But anyway, the freedom-loving quote of the day from William F. Buckley Jr., I won't insult your intelligence by suggesting that you really believe what you just said. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a smart guy insult right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I won't insult your intelligence by suggesting that you really believe what you just said. That's pretty good. Yeah, boy is that appropriate for so many uh, so much of the woke crap coming God. out of schools and universities. Go on YouTube and look up any debates between William Buckley Jr. and anybody else. And that's some of the political conversation we used to have. We don't have anything within a million miles of that now. Shut up, you a-hole. <laughs> 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 mailbag. Drop us a note, would you? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I found this uh, lovely Tammy in the East Bay writes, uh, Oddly, I find comfort in many of your freedom-loving quotes of the day, Joe. They remind me of how all of our current problems are really nothing new. Yeah. Remember Samuel Adams, liberty will not long survive the extinction of morals. Those people actually thought morals were going extinct back then as well. They struggled to deal with the weight of societal problems. Uh, so maybe things aren't all that bad after all. And if they got through it, so will we. Just don't visit downtown San Francisco. Tammy in the East Bay. And, you know, just the biblical wisdom of there's nothing new under the sun. Mm. Mm. We've done all this before. All of it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, let's see, on Katie's story, which has gotten so much attention of being there at the grocery store, women stealing a basket full of hard liquor and taunting the folks in line saying, Y'all effing losers in line when this S is free. There you go. The lawless mocking the lawful. 
I got this from uh, San Jose Jan. Yesterday I was at the Walmart in San Jose. Uh, outside the exit, three feet from the door, were two teenage boys with plastic tubs of merchandise they had stolen from that very Walmart and were reselling. Wow. The plastic tubs were, looked stolen, too. They still had the tags on. The two boys positioned themselves, so you had to walk past them to exit. And, of course, they were reading their iPhones, uh, pointing to the stolen merchandise to indicate they were for sale. Now for the kicker. I told the checkout clerk about the situation. She said, oh, yeah, they come here every day, steal things, put them in the tubs, and resell our merchandise. Management will do nothing to prevent it or do, deal with it. Wow, so that's another level of lawlessness because they're not even, like, going across the street to do it. They're just doing it outside of the door where they stole it. And uh, Jan also wondered why they weren't in school. These were school-aged boys. Is truancy not a thing anymore? Incredibly sad, the lives these kids have had. Of yeah, them. it is, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad for them, and it's going to be bad for society, obviously. There are lots of people are going to get robbed by these kids They're probably their whole lives. Too squeezed for time to get to my favorite email on this topic. Maybe we'll do it next segment. All right. It it will it will gladden your heart, guaranteed. Okay, I need a little gladdening because that was maddening. And let's go from maddening to gladdening. In one second. Yes. Stay tuned. If you miss a segment, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out. So we're going to get into the immigration thing coming up. Mitch McConnell apparently saying last night, look, we can't go forward with this immigration deal. The candidate does not want it. And a lot of the voters don't want it. And Trump truthed out, don't do it. And so where does that leave us? We'll get into that. 
Yes, an interesting situation, no doubt. Uh, And it centers around the number one issue in the country right now. Right. According to voters. Uh, I've got to ask this question real quick. Um, Joe is the arbiter, the show arbiter of good taste. Uh, Mm. There was a headline that came out yesterday about WWE legend Vince McMahon that I wanted Katie to include in her headlines coming up. Are you okay with that? Because it's one of the more extraordinary yes. headlines I've ever seen. Yes. I, I just happened to read the whole story, it's and the story is extremely troubling. It's definitely a PG-13 headline. Yes. I, I would say, as the arbiter of good taste, um, that A, it's one of the lead stories in one of the lead newspapers in America, and, and B, it has to do with one of the most important uh, entertainment organizations in America right now. Joe is the show arbiter of good taste. I'm the show sommelier, so like I can pair mm. a Chardonnay with a uh, new Iowa pole or something, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just goes with it perfectly. Really compliments the Democrat numbers. Mm. <laughs> I always so, say, uh, if it makes yes. you grin, leave it in. Exactly. Thank you, Michael. It's Thank probably, you. Probably going to make you cringe or vomit, but stay tuned. <laughs> wow. Cringer vomit. Trust us, we're on it. Um, a brief description of how we got here to this point in the discussion. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, the closings of CVSs and Walgreens and grocery stores and Whole Foods in various urban centers. Uh, the the descriptions of the reselling of uh, the goods stolen from the say the uh, Walgreens in San Francisco. They set up card tables on the next block and resell the stuff uh, openly. Blah blah blah. Well, it. It seems like it's getting more, the lawless are getting more and more bold and contemptuous of the law abiding and the law itself and retailers. And why wouldn't they? Well, right, right, because they are being aided and abetted by cringing, cowardly, race terrified, uh, indecisive people, mostly, in my opinion. But, um, then Katie told us the story, being there in the grocery store, where uh, some women were stealing a cartload of hard liquors, many hundreds of dollars worth of liquor, certainly, uh, and were taunting the people in line, saying, you're stupid, you're suckers, because this S is free. And then the story about uh, they don't go to the next block anymore. Teenage boys outside of Walmart, having just stolen a bunch of stuff, set up shop right there at the exit of the Walmart and steal what they and sell what they've just stolen with impunity. Hmm. Gosh, does anybody, would anybody like to speculate uh, where a society that, that permits that goes next? Hmm? It's too obvious. I'll, you wouldn't waste your time. Well, I'll tell you where I think it actually is going to go. I think there's going to be a conservative political backlash like you've never seen in these areas at some point. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Anyway, so we got this note uh, from, I'm just, you know, I'm going to keep him a- uh, anonymous. He didn't ask uh, for it, but I'm going to anyway. Uh, guys, I was a bit of an outlaw biker when I was young, mostly riding fast and drinking, nothing real bad. Uh, what got me in the most trouble was sticking up for the underdog or someone that was being taken advantage of. Got into a few scrapes over that sort of thing. So when I see these punks taking stuff that we all pay for, I revert to the old days. Because when I see somebody walk out, like in Katie's story, with a bunch of liquor or whatever, something just snaps in me. My reaction is mostly calm. I follow them outside and say, you like living in a lawless society? Guess what? Uh, Up uh, in an old school outlaw, I take from the takers. 
I tell them, nice car, be ashamed if something happened to it or something to that effect. 90% of the time, they just leave. The other 10%, I work out my frustration over the world as it is. It's amazing how many people say thanks but never help. Uh, and I said, uh, hell yes, let's start a new organization, Brawlers for a Law-Loving law Society, and you're the first chairman. Um, the idea of, now certainly, at the Armstrong and Getty show, he says, because he thinks he has to, we would never condone vigilantism in any form. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but the idea of somebody saying, excuse me, I noticed that you like lawlessness. That you're comfortable with it. You know what? So do I. I like it, too. And here's my brand of lawlessness. Right. A more humorous version of that, uh, the comedian Brian Regan has a bit that he does about taking his kids to Disneyland and how a number of times people cut in front of him. They'd be in line for two hours. Like, you mm. know everybody around you in two hours. You know who's in front of you. You know who who's behind you. But then all of a sudden, the people behind you would just move in front of you. And how it's just like, what? how are you supposed to react to that? Or what did they think? What, they're just hoping you don't say anything. And he said in his Correct, yeah. and he says in his mind what he would like to have done is grab the woman's purse and throw it into the bushes. Mm -hmm. And then when she looks at him, say, oh, I thought we decided there are no rules. I thought we were no longer going to play by all of the agreed upon norms of society. Because that's what you indicated to me. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I mean, that's, that, is, that is what you're doing. You're saying there are no rules. It's just might makes right or, or, or clever gets by. Okay, well, then I'm going to, I'm bigger than you, so I'm going to take the stuff you just stole from the Walmart. Okay? I mean, is that any different than what you just did? Yeah, yeah. Well, f famously, you remember this story, Michael? Years and years ago, there I was at Disneyland with uh, Judy and the kids. And uh, we were waiting to buy the exorbitantly over... Jeez, I tell you what, we've wow. got to have a meeting with Gladys. Wow, I don't like your supervisory style shrieking at people. I think at this point she's just sticking around for the health insurance. I don't think she cares <laughs> about her job at all. She's quiet quitting. Uh, anyway, so there I was uh, waiting for the exorbitantly overpriced food. And, uh, and a, uh, a, a lady, and uh, it was like three, three gals and a kid or something. They just walk right up and, and to the front of the line, just cut right in the front. And I said, uh, excuse me, there's a line here. She turns around, gives me a disdainful look. I said, all these people are waiting in line. You need to get in line. And she turns around and, as you may recall, unloads, oh, white boys got to eat. The white boy thinks, oh, how interesting. It went racial there. Oddly, as it hadn't even occurred to me that you might be some sort of ethnicity or another, and I don't care. Uh, yeah, that was, that was one of my earlier indications of people thinking, you know, I'll just do whatever the hell I want, and then if anybody objects, I'll call them a racist. How interesting. Yeesh. Hmm. Yeesh is right. One more thing before we take a break and get to Katie's headlines, which includes certainly the naughtiest headline we've ever had in Katie's headlines. So stay tuned for that. Um, why is Nikki Haley staying in the race? Uh, a lot of people are asking that question. Here's Mark Halperin in his newsletter today with his explanation, having gone through a bunch of different uh, op-eds and quotes from various people. Ah, excellent. Um, he said, with almost no exceptions, candidates stop running for president only because they run out of money. Haley has money in the bank, and it's coming in. She had her biggest fundraising day ever, the day after uh, New Hampshire. Wow. Wow. 
Haley doesn't want to run for Congress. Trump could pass away or develop deal-breaking legal issues. Her private sector and paid speech opportunities are increased by taking on Trump, not decreased. That's a pretty important point. She's only going to make more money on the speaking circuit, not less by hanging around. Mm -hmm. Uh, Staying in is just as likely to help her odds in 2028 as hurt them. She has precedent on her side, along with the backing of at least 35% of her own party. The question isn't why she's staying in. The question is, why would she get out? Interesting. Wow, wow. Great contrarian take there. Really enjoy that. And, you know, the more I think about it, she impresses the more you see her generally. Now, I know a lot of Trumpy types hate her and call her a globalist and, and corporatist and, and whatever, but she's a very, very effective speaker. Uh, smooth and, and pretty likable. Um uh, whether you agree with the policies or not. So, yeah, I could see that. She's uh, auditioning for more and more future politics and or corporate gigs or whatever. Yeah, globalist. And is, she's got a stream of money from the fat cats. You're a globalist if you want to stand up for Ukraine against Russia taking whatever country's next to it. But that's a different topic for a different moment. Uh, we've got Katie's headlines on the way, and this is going to be a hot one. Woo! Not for the children. Stay tuned. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The lead editorial in the Wall Street Journal today about the border and the Republicans and uh, whether they want to fix it or whether they should fix it is really interesting and uh, worth a discussion. We'll get to that among other aspects of the story to kick off Hour 2. 
Yeah, tons and tons of stuff to get to today. As usual, uh, minimal electoral politics, because I think we're a little worn out by that. But let's dive in uh, by figuring out who's reporting what. It's the lead story with Katie Green. Thank you, guys. From the New York Times, a U.N. court declined to call on Israel to halt its military campaign in Gaza, but ordered it to take measures to prevent any genocidal acts. How about that crap? (laughs) Who pays attention to these international bodies? We didn't go so far as to tell you to stop like you could. But we're ordering you to minimize casualties. Okay. All right. We will. Thanks for your opinion. Wow. I wish they had ordered Israel to stop, just to show how stupid your organization is. You think that's the only reason they didn't order them to stop, is because it would have just been ignored? Yeah, essentially, yeah. From the Washington Post, Alabama puts Kenneth Smith to death in first execution with nitrogen gas. Oh, I didn't follow that, so he's dead, huh? It went successfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got some uh, interesting emails on that topic and the whole it's cruel and unusual question, and, and we can get to that later on. But yeah, they successfully snuffed him. From ABC News, ex-Trump aide Peter Navarro sentenced to four months for defying January 6th committee subpoena. All right. The whole contempt of Congress thing. First of all, if you don't hold Congress in contempt, there's something wrong you with you. You should go to jail. But the number of people who are brought up or accused of contempt or uh, there's a contempt hearing, blah, blah, blah. And some of them skate and just laugh. Some of them go to jail. I just, I don't know what's going on there. From the Washington Times, NSA secretly buying Americans data without a warrant. Oh, I want to look into that. What is that in USA Today? Uh, This is from Washington Times. Washington Times. I will read that story. Yeah, yeah. There was an interesting case last year about that where uh, the government essentially is doing things it can't do legally itself. But if somebody else is doing it and you can buy it on the open market, well, the government does that. Well, it's kind of like the way uh, Britain can't spy on its own citizens and we can't spy on our own citizens. But Britain can spy on us and give that information to the United States. The United States can spy on Britain's. And uh, give the information to them. Okay. Well, uh, fantastic. USA Today. Lithium liabilities. The untold hazard of the push for more American lithium mines. Uh, The one that they're pointing out is uh, specifically in California, where it apparently takes a lot of water to mine lithium. And they're talking about pulling billions of gallons from the Colorado River. Right. It's one of the myriad environmental nightmares connected to a lot of these so-called environmental solutions being shoved down our throats, including EVs. Is that is lithium the element that they've got the big sea of there east of San Diego that's like the biggest deposit of it in the world? Or is that something else? Remember that they featured on 60 Minutes? Yes, yeah, so that's right. correct, says Hanson. Yeah, it's one of, okay. we, uh, yeah. The, the Southern California is like the Saudi Arabia. What Saudi Arabia is to oil, Southern California is to lithium. And could be a really big deal. Well, let's declare war on Colorado and take their water. Mm. I mean, if that's what has to happen. From Fox News, party-crazed squatters overrun multi-million dollar Beverly Hills area mansion. Neighbors are outraged. Ah. They can't get these people out of there. Squatting in a Beverly Hills multi-million dollar home. Cool. Don't get me started on the whole, well, they're inhabiting your home, so you have to let them stay pending a hearing thing. That may be... One of the most angering 
lawfulness denying perverse policies any society has ever come up with i despise it and you see the aerial footage of this thing it looks like an encampment i always bring up the movie pacific heights with michael keaton if you've never seen that that is well the the crazy murderous part is uh you know over the top but the the, the frustration with the courts in San Francisco trying to get somebody out of your house who's not paying yeah. rent is real. I swear I'll end my rant after this. If somebody breaks into your house, they're a criminal, and you can shoot them. But if they break into your house and sleep there overnight, they get to live there for six months while it works through the courts. What the? I almost said a bad word. All right, kids, brace yourselves. From the New York Post. Vince McMahon assaulted ex-employee with sex toys named after WWE wrestlers defecated on her head during threesome. Bombshell lawsuit. What was that last part there? Defecated on her head during threesome. Wow. Wow. Whatever happened to romance? That is... So grotesque. Yes. That is something. Boy, if you read that story, it's really rapey, too. If yeah. there's any proving this or backing it up or a judge or a jury believes it, this is this is Harvey Weinstein, not coincidentally, on steroids. <laughs> that was a little too on the nose. On steroids. Mm. Uh, yeah, how long did people know about this behavior from Vince McMahon, if it's true, in a very big industry? Right. Defecated on her head. Durr. Mm. Like, uh, you know okay. what? I'm prepared to move on. Show of hands. Who else Thank is you. ready to move on? Or I'm Captain Crass wants to press on, apparently. Not me, for the record. You, you baffle me, Jack. You you hate talking about farts, but anything no, that I don't even invo- like that word. See, yeah, okay. right. Yes, Katie. Baffling. That's that's a terrible way to put it, yes. Yeah, you're a science project. Anyways, finally, the Babylon Bee. Stewardess politely asks passengers to raise tray tables before takeoff, and also please check if the plane has both wings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot, because this has happened a few times in recent weeks where people noticed, hey, there's no bolts on that thing out there, and then they land the plane. So everybody's really looking over the plane on the, you know, from the window. Uh, is that all the bolts on there? It looks like there's a bolt missing there. Hey, this is a good thing. As far as I'm concerned, this is a positive development in our society. We'd grown so lazy, so dependent Passive. on others. Passive in making sure that the airplane was bolted together. Right. We need to take a role in our own airplane safety. Right. Maybe before, you know, uh, where is it? There's some place I get on the plane and you do it outside. I can walk clear around the plane, get under sure. it with a flashlight. Yeah, crawl around in the uh, the baggage compartment. Check the hydraulic lines because apparently they're not. <laughs> so the guy at Boeing said, oh, "I'm supposed to put all the bolts in." I knew when I got home that day, and I had a pocket full of bolts that something went wrong. <laughs> yes, Katie. You you should make sure you check the plane like you have to check the rental car before you leave. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I gotta follow up on that whole thing. Yeah, wouldn't that be something you land and United Airlines says, hey, there's a scratch on the wing and y'all rented your seats, so you're responsible for damage to the plane, so. (laughs) Or we believe there were bolts on the door when we took off, so somebody removed the bolts. That's what we're claiming. 
Yes, and if you'll take a look at your contract, you're responsible for any missing bolts on this airplane. Like I said, I heard yesterday, somebody on Fox talking about, oh, I always check what plane it is when I'm getting on it, and I look on the door, there's a sticker saying when it was made. And then what do you do with that information? Turn around and walk off and rebook your flight and wait for them to retrieve your luggage? I mean, what, 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 what? Well, right, like I said, you, you will just walk through the airport studying the planes with your wife and kids and finally find the appropriate one to say, kids, good news, we're going to Akron for vacation. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got a good, solid plane. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.